0: Coverage of the first game of this weekend's round of Super Rugby studying to build on Sky Sport. It is Moana Pacifica at home taking on the Queensland Red. There is a great atmosphere already there in Apia. Is this the day that Moana Pacifica possibly pick up their first victory against the Queensland Red side that on paper looks good but is certainly underperforming? I'm sure that Stephen McIver, Angus we will keep you updated throughout the afternoon as we do count down to that kick off at five minutes after four. Let's head wow. to Julian King in Australia,
1: Julian, and let's head to Mark Watson in New Zealand. Hello, mate.
0: All right, you behaving?
1: I oh, do my best. Yeah. No promises, though. No promises. What's,
0: what's happening in your part of the world, big guy?
1: Well, uh, I watched the Dolphins Rabbitohs game last night, and he's been an unsung hero. Well, he probably was in terms of his signing at the time, but he's been wonderful in the early part of the season for the Dolphins. There, hooker Jeremy Marshall King name that you're very familiar with. And it got me thinking, Mark, about sort of hyphenated names, the great hyphenated names in sport. And I'm thinking about Nick Farr-Jones, Sam Scott-Young, Adam Ashley Cooper from a Wallabies perspective. And I'd be pleased to know that Jace, who's a regular contributor to the network, and he's a proud New Zealander living over here now, one of many, I might add, uh, says, My nomination, former All Black winger Nehe Milner-Scudder. That's not a bad one.
0: No, not a bad one. Not a long career in the All Blacks, but he did it when it counted, and that was that 2015 Rugby World Cup. Rugby World yes, Cup. I yeah, remember. Scored a try yeah. in the final. Yeah. Just plagued by injuries. Hell of a player, though. Boy, wonderful little sidestep on him. A sunny Bill Williams, does that count?
1: Uh, now, I had to double-check. There's a few I had to double-check. They sound like it, but I he doesn't have a hyphen in his name. So. Doesn't he? No, he doesn't.
0: Roger tuivasa yes. Schick, is that? There's count?
1: a great one, yeah. Frank Paul sala Jared Warrior yeah. Hargraves. <laughs> a lot of proud Kiwis actually. So it's it's a lot of fun. It's really, and then of course, what happens is that people get excited and they start to the branch out. What about Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Olivia Newton-John, and all of a sudden we're getting these names from the entertainment industry. What about G- said, Maybe, G-
0: what about Jerry yeah. Cuc? I see you. What is it? I will see you too, Jerry. I see two Jerry, Jerry.
1: Was that was the twelfth oh, man actually, wasn't it? Jerry Cuc, I see you too, Jerry. Too, Jerry. Jerry, Jerry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jerry. Jerry, Jerry, Uh, Warriors Cowboys uh, tomorrow, Mount Smart Stadium, three o'clock, you know, struck match between these two teams. I mean, at the start of the year, a lot of people tipped the, the, the Cowboys to replicate their form of 2022. They've been off. They had that loss to the Dolphins last week and the Warriors have improved markedly. Under Andrew Webster, I know they lost uh, to the Newcastle Knights. Game, I think they could have won, but a big in for you, Lot Tohu Harris returns.
0: Yeah, this is this is uh, a little bit nervy for me. I mean, you look at this Queensland Cowboys side, made the top four last year. You, you've got, you know, Valentine Holmes, Peter Hicku, You run through the side, Chad Townsend. Then you look at the likes of Jeremiah Nunai, Jason Tomalolo. At what point do they start to turn their season around? Yes, the Warriors beat them up, I think, in round two and beat them up badly up there in Townsville but you know you don't win the NRL do you in the month of April or May or June and you know you look at the odds at the TAB over here and it's fairly even the Warriors come off the back of that loss last week against Newcastle where they just look tired you know they've played six games only one at home don't underestimate the travel factor for these New Zealand sides if they lose tomorrow they've got Melbourne next week And suddenly the start of the season can go from looking brilliant to us all just sitting here getting a bit jittery and going, oh, no, it's the Warriors of old.
1: You know what? I'm looking at the Super Rugby ladder at the moment. So we're trying to get excited. We go, oh, the Tars v. the Force. That is 10 v. 11. You have a hell of a blockbuster coming up here, Mark. 1 v. 2, Hurricanes and Chiefs. Uh, Who do you like in this one?
0: It's interesting because the Chiefs go into this unbeaten,
1: but I, I, I don't know.
0: My gut feeling for some reason just says the Hurricanes. Um, I uh. don't know why. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Better
1: attacking side. I mean that. <laughs> yeah,
0: I know. Look, both are yeah. very, very. I, I'd say the Chiefs are probably the better defensive side. I think the Hurricanes yeah. in two or three years could arguably be one of the best attacking sides we have seen. The yeah, it, it's it's. I think it's a bit like the Warriors and the North Queensland Cowboys. I was saying this earlier, part of the appeal, I guess, for people who maybe enjoy gambling is the rush of placing the bet, waiting for the outcome. And I think sometimes sports needs to have those games where you're not sure of the outcome. And I think this falls into this category. But look, I'll be honest, I think Super Rugby in this country is really struggling. I don't think the crowds will turn up for this tomorrow. I'm not sure really? why. I think why? I just think New Zealand Rugby have been disrespectful to the fans. They pull the top players out for rest yeah. and rotation, all in the name of the audience. All Blacks, um, you know, look, they've taken this game. It was supposed to be played at 7 o'clock tomorrow night. The lights upgrades at the stadium haven't taken place. They can dump this at 2.30, which is right in the middle of Senior Club Rugby in Wellington, which has got a number of special occasions that are being played in this particular round. And I just don't think it goes down well. And uh-huh. so in this country, we've probably moved a little bit from being rugby fans to All Black fans. And I think that's that's concerning.
1: Yeah, it's probably not dissimilar to the trend we've seen in this country. You know, where rugby's really fallen off the map since sort of the heady days of the early noughties when Australia were actually competitive in Bledisloe Cups. But now, you know, with Eddie back and, and of course, Joey in, we're just seeing some big names attached to the sport, which gets people talking about it. So it's back in the conversation. So, you know, journey of a 1,000 miles, all that sort of stuff. Speaking of which, I I see the US president mixed up. (laughs) Did you see this? The All Blacks and the Black and Tans. Now, for those that don't know, there's a slight difference between the All Blacks and the Black and Tans, as you know. So the All Blacks, of course, the New Zealand rugby team. The Black and Tans are a group of British reserve troops who gained notoriety for their brutality during the Irish War of Independence in 1920. Look, you know, we've all been there, haven't we, Mark? Yeah, we've, you have not seen cast the first but, stone
0: yeah but we have though but biden just doesn't help himself because this perception that possibly he's a bit old he's a bit dottery and then it's just those senile, little mistakes yeah. it's those little mistakes that suddenly just reinforce a lot of those stereotypes in the media jumper but what it actually also does is just show how big the all-black brand is
1: yeah good point that's a really good point you know it's funny I, and i made reference to this at the start of the show well we had peter Beattie, who was on the rugby league commission couldn't remember the name of the Cronulla Sharks. Then you had the former NRL CEO, Dave Smith, refer to that great player, Benji Barber. So I figured, well, those two were officially evolved in the game. So I'll give them a pass in this instance, I have to say. Just a quick one before we... Oh, I've noticed that um, cricket never stops these days, does it? You've got no. a T20 series coming up against against Pakistan. Is there much traction there at the moment?
0: No, I think one of the problems with cricket in this country is they... New Zealand cricket sort of took the cash and went with Spark, which was a, um, you know, telecom company and mm. and they provide you know, trying to get into the online sports stuff, and people just weren't prepared to pick up a second subscription, and so yeah. they got the money in the short term. But I think the intangible damage has been done. That I think they've lost a large chunk of their audience. And we had two really exciting test matches over summer here, where we beat East England, England beat England, uh, and then we, then Sri Lanka, and then Sri Lanka, then there, Sri Lanka almost yeah. off the last ball. You know, unbelievable. And you know, you should have had kids out the next day mimicking Kane Williamson, but mm. kids weren't doing that. People weren't talking about it because no was watching it and so yeah people are like oh i didn't know we were playing pakistan tomorrow and that is the danger you know take the money in the short term but what is the long-term damage
1: yeah very good point mate we are sadly out of time have a great weekend won't you mark yeah absolutely appreciate it thank you julian fairly well mark
0: okay eight minutes away from four we'll take a break